Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Friday after Liverpool defeated last in the Europa League by four goals to nil on a night where they clinched their spot in the last 16 of the competition. Liverpool's win, combined with a draw in the other game in the group, meant that the Reds are guaranteed to top the group, which should now hopefully mean none of the good, important players, the senior players, have to be bothered with a trip to Belgium. Send the kids, send the ground staff, send the coaches, cobble together whatever team you can. Leave Salah, leave Allison, leave Virgil, leave Ibu, leave Alexis, leave Dominic, leave Darwin and leave Diaz all at home. Don't even bring them over. There's no reason for them to be involved in that game at all. We're through. We can now put this competition very much on the back burner for a number of months. And we can wait and see what develops in the round of 32, which will feature group runners up versus teams dropping in out of the Champions League. And we talked about it last night on post-match Raw. We should win this competition. We really should win this competition. This is not a could. This is a should. If you look at the teams that are left in this competition, none of them are on our level. And if you look at the teams that are going to drop in out of the champ out of the Champions League, I mean PSG, Napoli, they could drop in. At the moment, they're not in the positions to drop in. They're in positions to advance and stay in the Champions League. Newcastle, I'd fancy us to beat Newcastle over two legs. I wouldn't have any great worries about that. I think we're a significantly better team than the two. Now, anything can happen, but over two legs, I think we can beat them, especially when we've had a good record up at their place and they don't do well at Anfield. And Anfield on a knockout European night is a special thing that their players won't be all that used to. So if we look at this now, the next round of this competition which is the round of 32 uh, or the, the, the play-in round, whatever it's called, 
that will take place on the in mid mid uh, February mid February. We don't play again in this competition until March, based off of last season's schedule, which I assume will be similar enough this season. We won't play again in this competition until March. So that's great. Now we can focus in on the league. We have the EFL Cup, which again, we're, I believe, strong favourites to win. West Ham next. Ideally, I'd like the winner of Chelsea or Newcastle in the semi-final because that then leaves a final against either a weaker Premier League team, Everton or Fulham, or a lower league team. And I think that's favourable. So with a bit of luck, that's the draw we'll get. We'll beat West Ham, all going well. And then hopefully we get either Chelsea or Newcastle in the two-legged semi-final. Because again, with two legs, it does give you that, just that little bit of protection. And then it makes the final, for me, more straightforward to play one of those lesser teams, flat out bad teams in some cases. I think we're in great shape. I really do. FA Cup comes in January. I'm not overly pushed on the FA Cup this year. I'd love if we could go and win it, obviously, because I, I do love the FA Cup. But there's two competitions there that are are there for us to take this this season. And we're in a really good position to get a top four finish in the Premier League. As I went through the other day, we're in a really good position to get to, you know, the the break for the FA Cup and then the little break from league action that we get and be top. City would have a game in hand, but we'd be in a really strong position. If we're there at the start of January and we can strengthen in January, bring in hopefully one or two more, most likely one, but maybe two, it would set us up really well for the back end of the season. Win the EFL Cup, that'll give us confidence and momentum, springboard us towards the last 16 of the Europa League, go and win that, finish strong in the league. This could be a great season, really could be a great season. In year one of the rebuild, like, just think of that. This is year one of the rebuild. This is 16-17 over again. We started, obviously, from a much stronger position because we had Ali, we had Virgil, we had Mo, we had Trent, we had Darwin, we had Diaz, etc., etc. Ibu, Robbo. But we're still a work in progress, very much so. And... It feels all very, very positive right now. Really does feel very positive. So fingers crossed, things continue to go as they're going for us. We'll start to get some players back. Saw some suggestion today that maybe we might bring Fabio Carvalho back in January and try and get him more involved in the squad. I I do think that might be the right move. I really do. I think we could do with another body in attack. Um, he can obviously play across the front line, but he's not ideal for the central role. But I'd like to see him get some games off Darwin 
I know Klopp hasn't really used a 4-2-3-1 since the 18-19 season, but I'd really be curious to see what it would look like if Carvalho played as a 10 behind Darwin with, say, Salah and Dominic or Salah and Diaz as wingers, or Dominic and Diaz if Salah was out for the game, just rested or whatever. Because that's the role he played for Fulham and he was outstanding with Mitrovic. You could even go Harvey right side, Carvalho 10, Diaz left side, Darwin up front. In like a cup game or something. I think it'd be fun to see. Play a double pivot then. You could sit Dominic and Alexis as the double pivot if you wanted to. Or Jones and one of them. That could be quite interesting. Just in a cup game and see how it goes. Because he didn't get a real opportunity last season. He got a couple of games early. He did well. He scored some goals and he just disappeared. And I don't know what the issue was, but maybe his training wasn't up to scratch. Who knows? But I'd very much like to see him get an opportunity if he does come back. He might not. He might end up staying there, but it's a bit of a waste of everybody's time because he's not getting the game time. Uh, there's loads of post-match coverage on this is Anfield. Salah in demand and boss away fan co- coordination. Four things spotted. Their fans were brilliant last night. And that one side, then the other chanting they were doing was really cool. Uh, top spot and training time, five talking points from the game. We have some player ratings uh, put together by James Knowlton. Uh, Kelleher, eight. It's a little bit. It's a little bit generous. I would have said seven, but not. he played well. He got a clean sheet. Very, very confident building. Uh, Joe Gomez, seven. I would have said Joe. I would have said Joe an eight. Ibu, eight. Kwanzaa, eight. Fair enough. But I wouldn't have said Joe was worse than them. I thought Joe was actually better than them, just by a hair. Uh, Costas, seven. Thought Costas played well last night, yeah. Endo eight. I think that's a little bit generous. Gravenberg six. That's about right. And that's where I would have put Endo. Uh Elliot seven. I think that's fair. Salah eight. I think that's fair. Gakpo eight. I mean, the goals do bump the score up, but I would have said seven. Uh Diaz eight. Again, I probably would have said seven. Maybe six, but he did score and he was involved in the other goal, but I probably still would have said kind of six and a half. Uh, Jones, six. Yeah, that's fair. Trent, six. That's fair. Darwin, seven. Um, no, I would have said more more along the lines of a six, like the other boys that he came on with. Chambers and Connor Bradley, no rating for them because they weren't on long enough. But they, they both did fine. And that's the thing. Last night was just doing fine. Nobody was outstanding. Nobody was superb. Some players were good. Some players were fine. Nobody was bad. Everything was rosy. And we won the game comfortably. We could have scored eight or nine. They could have scored one or two. There was no real structure to a lot of the game. It was almost like a game of basketball at times. Um, there was a you know a bit of a lack of tactical discipline. 
uh, particularly from us in the midfield area, which is always going to be the case when you play Gravenberg and Harvey together. That's just going to be, going to be what happens. It's it's not going to be strong defensively. Um, but, it, you know, they were fine. Simple as that. Uh, okay. Oh, Europa League last 16 dates. Um, yeah, so the knockout round is to be the 15th and 22nd. And we will play the 7th and 14th of March. And we'll be away in the first leg. 7th and 14th of March, then the 11th and 18th of April, then the 2nd and 9th of May for the semi-final, and the 22nd of May for the final in Dublin. That should be... that We, sh- we should win this competition. I really do believe that. We should win this competition. Uh, there's a piece about Queeving Kelleher being prepared for number one duties, and Jurgen Klopp says he trusts him. Connor Bradley says he's ready to fight for chances on return from a frustrating four-month injury. Uh, Liverpool prove Fortress Anfield is back with an incredible 84-year stat. Let's see. An incredible stat not matched in 84 years is highlighted. Just impressive. Just how impressive Liverpool's start to... The 23-24 season has been. The Reds have won all 10 of the fixtures at Anfield so far in the campaign. A run that sees them third, blah, blah, blah. Um, Oh, wow. This is the first time since the... season... When Wolves did it, not us. This is something Wolves did in 1938-39. Liverpool have won all 10 of their games at Anfield in all competitions this season, each by a margin of two-plus goals. They're only the second English top-flight side ever to win 10 straight home games by two-plus goals after Wolves from... December 1938 to April 1939, they won 12 in a row. Now, our next home game is obviously Fulham. And I think there's a good chance that we can win that one by two. And then the following one would be Manchester United. And I think there's a really good chance we can win that one by two. Then it would be West Ham. And if we could beat them by two, that would break the record. Then we take on Arsenal. Could extend that record there too. Uh, All very, very positive stuff, ladies and gentlemen. All very, very positive. Moving on. There's plenty more on This Is Anfield, so do check it out when you have the time. Uh, On to Liverpool.com. Jurgen Klopp just sent Newcastle warning to Liverpool players in Darwin Nunes and Cody Gakpo hint. Okay. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold plan is more viable than ever, and Liverpool just got two reminders. Uh, There's a piece about Andre Onana for some reason. 
Pep Guardiola just taught a lesson that could see Liverpool repeat Dominic Zabal's light trick. This is about um, Openda at RB Leipzig. Jurgen Klopp answers, we should buy claim as Liverpool boss has personal interest in transfer. Let's come back to that. Jurgen Klopp fumes at decision and Liverpool watches as Man City hearing date is set. Okay, there's a piece about Alisson. There's player ratings from last night. Liverpool just confirmed James Milner replacement. Um, that's a piece about Endo. Jurgen Klopp shows Liverpool mean streak. I assume that's because he brought on the players he brought on when the game was in the situation it was in. But sure, it is what it is. Um, let's see. Liverpool plot 22 million transfer. Oh, it's Arthur Vermeeren from Royal Antwerp. He's a very, very talented player. Very, very talented. Um, he is more an eight than a six, but he's 18. And he's got the build to play as a uh, number six. You could convert him, but it would take time. Um, and I don't think it's the easiest conversion with him. I think it'd be easier with someone like an Archie Gray. Um, I'm, I'm all in on, on Matt Zifer. Him, Mascardo's a natural six. Archie Gray, I think, has the potential to be an absolute world beater. Him and one of those two youngsters, Vifer and one of those two youngsters, youngsters, youngsters and I think we'd be in great shape. Uh, on to AnfieldIndex.com. And we have a piece about Alison Becker, uh, a piece about me talking about Cueve. Tony Evans has his latest up. Perfect time for the Reds to find their rhythm. Uh, Carl Matchett saying that we're easily the best team in this competition. Trev Downey, how often will we see Klopp's transfer mind games? Um, plenty more to come there as well, article-wise. Podcast-wise, there is the Transfer Committee pod, which is, I have to say, it's very good. It's very, very good. So give that a listen. There is the latest mole beyond the spot. There's a new transfer show with Trev and Dave Davis. There is the... Newest, sorry, newest AI scouted um, ahead of ahead of Fulham, and there is post match raw from last night, and we kept it below the hour, which I think is maturity. I think that shows real growth from all of us. Um, so yeah, loads to listen to, loads to read. Check it all out when you have a chance, and we move forward. We get Fulham at the weekend. We picked up no injuries last night, so that's all very positive. We're in pretty good form, so that's all positive. Uh, Absentee-wise, they will have no Rodrigo Meniz, no Adama Traore, and no Issa Diop by the sounds of things. But Joe Polina is back. We will be without Thiago, Andy Robertson, Diogo Jota, Alison Becker, and Stefan Besetic. So... Look, it's only really two starters, Allison and Robbo, and we've done well without Robbo thus far. Um, 
it's Fulham. They don't score a lot of goals. So Queeving should hopefully, hopefully be fine. Um, he looked confident last night. He made a couple of big saves. They have scored 13 goals in their 13 league games thus far. That's not great. That That's not great at all. It's even worse when you consider that six of those goals came in two games, which means that in the other 11, they've only scored seven goals. This is not a team who are rampant. This is not a team that are going to cause chaos in our defence. Uh, thus far, Bobby D. Cordova-Reed and Joe Polina are their top league scorers, and William. They're the top league scorers. Joao Polina has two. Decord over Reed has two. And William has three. And that's it. 13 goals in the Premier League. They're not a team that should be coming to Anfield and getting anything other than a good kick in the arse and a wave as they head back down the road. Mo has as many goals in all competitions this season as they have in the Premier League. We scored 28 Premier League goals. They've also conceded more than us. Obviously, we've got the second best defensive record in the league, but they've conceded 22 goals. They've conceded double the amount of goals as we have. So we've scored over double more. We've conceded half of what they have. We should go and give them a good old spanking. They're a good team. They'll be well coached. They'll be well set up. They'll come to avoid a hammering, but we should still be able to put three past them and get a comfortable win. Uh, we'll leave it there, folks. I'll see you all on Monday. Enjoy your weekends. Don't do anything foolish. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.